Today, we're talking about the vibe in your home, that overall feeling and energy that you create that's so important. Whether you live by yourself or with lots of people, we're going through my list of physical and emotional things that I think you should consider when it comes to creating a home with a really positive and non-stressing feeling. This is one of those things that is easy to not really notice, and then one day it hits you and you're like, okay, this is not good. Maybe you have so much clutter around that it never feels like you're coming home to your happy place, which by the way, should be the goal with all of this. Maybe you are stuck in a routine that is hurried and stressing, and that ends up being the tone of the home. I started thinking about this because the energy around us is just so important, and most of us spend more time at home than anywhere else, plus it's the place where we can have the most control of how it feels. We're creating positive homes vibes today. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy you are here. This episode is all about the feeling and the energy in your home and why I think it is so important. I think that this is one of those things that sometimes we just get busy with life and we don't realize that the feeling and the energy and the vibe of our home, both physically and or emotionally, could be off. So my goal of this podcast is to share my huge list of all the physical and emotional ways you can create a really positive environment in your home and then you take what works for you and take what applies to you and I think that it will really help you have the energy and the feeling that you want in your home. Whether you live by yourself or whether you have roommates, maybe you're a parent and you have kids in the home, or maybe your, your parents live with you, or anything in between, I guarantee this podcast will have some ideas or hacks that will be really helpful. I've been thinking a lot about the feeling and the vibe in my own home And it got me thinking and reading and researching and really focusing on the energy because it's just so important. It's like the lens that you see everything through, you know? It's the feeling you have when you wake up, when you come home, before you go to bed. It kind of determines how you relax on the weekends or, you know, adventure or whatever. It just determines your overall demeanor, that feeling in your home. So that's why I wanted to hit pause on life for a minute and chat together about the different ways we could really put focus on having the most positive, the most positive vibes in our home. Okay, first I'm going to go through the physical ways, then we're going to go through the emotional ways. First, physically. So when I talk about physically, this might sound funny at first, but just thinking about creating a positive um, and a, you know, the, the physical space, how you want it to look and feel and smell. First thing, natural sunlight. Like we need that natural sunlight and also open the windows. There's been so much research on just getting light 
And you know how they say babies, so babies don't have day and night confusion, especially if you're working from home or if you're home a lot of the day. Like make sure you're getting sunlight inside, open up the windows, like that fresh air is just so good for us. Also, if you have a lot going on or you, you know, you maybe you have multiple kids or maybe you work from home and you're trying to wear different hats, whatever the situation is, I feel like just that getting that kind of like bit of nature can really help out. Also, plants or flowers. Now, no judgment if you want to have all faux plants or flowers, but I really think that it just gives like a vibe in the house, not just aesthetically, but it's greenery. It's, you know, it's like some life in the house, even if it's artificial life. It just makes it kind of feel alive. So natural sunlight, open the windows, add some plants or flowers, real or faux, just to give it, you know, that life and that energy. I also think that the smell in the house, maybe if you like candles, that can also make For me, I love candles in the kitchen. Like I wake up and I'll make my coffee drink and I'll light candles in the kitchen. It kind of just feels like, ah, like it just feels like a nice space where you want to hang out and be in. I also have some of those, um, gosh, what are they called? Where you put the little oil in in the corner and I put them in the corner of different rooms. And I feel like you only smell it for a little bit, but whenever I remember, I go over and hit the button or refill it and it just kind of put some of those like natural oil, that natural scent in the air. It's late in the day. I'm sure the second I stop recording this, I will remember the name, but you know what I'm talking about. And during the holidays, I'll put pine oil. So it smells like Christmas trees throughout the house. And it just, it just creates a vibe. You know, it's like when you walk in and it's like when realtors will bake cookies in a house that they're showing that they want people to buy. Like that creates a vibe. It creates a feeling. It smells like home. It smells good. So I try to do that with candles and with oils, oily scents, so that it feels welcoming. It's like, wow, that smells great. It just makes you happy to be home. And that's the goal, happy to be home. And it feels like a breath of fresh air. For me, I I think of it like, say you just got shit kicked all day. Sorry for the language, but there's really no other way to say it. Like if you really did, you had one of those days, you just want to come home and feel like, ah, Like I'm here, I'm at my happy place, you know, and the day is done. Tomorrow is a new day and I just feel happy here. I think that's everything. Another tip I really learned is even on my most hurried days, I always make the bed because it just, you know, it's kind of like that there's been famous speeches about making your bed. And I think it's really true is you make your, your bed and you feel like you have your life together. I also think that having sentimental things around is really good, whether it's things from your childhood or maybe things that kids made, or maybe it's special things that you bought on a trip, but keep those things out. Don't have them tucked away in a box. Because for me, I think that sometimes when I'm having those just like eh days or frustrating days where you don't want to talk to anyone, just like sometimes having those like little special memories makes me remember like I love Cabo and at Las Ventanas when you leave the hotel, they give you these glass blown hearts and they give you one every time you leave and they are coming different colors and there's beautiful like big 3D hearts. They're kind of like the size if you take both of your hands and like make a heart with your hands, like that's kind of the size of them and they're beautiful and I kind of put them around the house for the different times we've gone And it just reminds me of, and plus it's a couple steps away from the sand where Craig and I got married. 
which we had no idea that all these years later it would be our favorite place to stay. So it's kind of extra cool. So I have those kind of around the house. You know, it's like just one of those little like ping reminders when life is crazy or things aren't going your way, or maybe you've had sadness or loss or things you're really working through. I found that if I really spend time trying to put those important things around the house, it just makes those tough days easier. And it kind of makes you realize like, okay, not every day is going to be like today. There there will be more of those awesome memories in your future and those great vacations or, you know, your kids are being really hard. You, you have the have pictures up. I love pictures. Like I can't have enough pictures up and around. And a lot of times I don't even frame the best pictures. I'll just frame pictures from my favorite day or we, we had a really great spontaneous Mother's Day a couple years ago, like right after COVID happened where we stayed home and did it in the backyard and we just had a funny picture and I framed that on the wall next to a professional picture. So for me, having those like special moments, it doesn't have to be the most beautiful. It doesn't have to be your Christmas card photo. It could be like just a cool candid that reminds you of a moment or a special, you know, kind of a special moment in time. I think that that's one of those things that a lot of us procrastinate on and don't actually make the prints or frame them or hang them or put them on your nightstand or put one in your bathroom. But I think that all, all of that adds to the vibe and the feeling of it, you know? Also, what are you listening to? I love having kind of just like a chill music on all day. So it's not like a song you know. It's just kind of different chill songs, just like just like a vibe. But I really have learned in the last couple of years, less news, more music. And I'm not anti-news. I think that it's good to have a pulse on what's going on. But if you're running high stress, probably turning on the news isn't going to be the thing that's going to make you less stressed. It's going to make you more stressed because there's so much coming at you. I think that having music on just creates a feeling. And sometimes silence can be stressing. You know, we have, our minds are like racing, racing, racing. I personally like a light music. We have little Sono speakers throughout the house, but you can do it any any way. You don't have to invest in a, an expensive anything, an expensive system. I like our portable little beach speakers just as much as anything else. And play play music that makes you feel good when you wake up in the morning and maybe when you're making dinner in the evening or keep it on all day. I just think for me, less news and even less TV and just more music allows me to kind of like just disconnect from things and not constantly being stimulated by tech and phones and scrolling and emails and news and updates and all the things. It's just kind of like, it's just music to hang out to or have dinner to or cook or read or, you know, all the things you do. I just think that music creates such a good physical environment that makes you want to hang out. And on to the emotional. Those emotional things that we can do to make our home feel positive, that just, it has like a happy feeling to it. First thing, reduce the stress, period. I know it's easier said than done, depending on what your stress is, but you just have to figure out a way to do it. For me, I've found that if I just allow more time and I'm not racing or packing things you know, every hour, every minute, it's less stressing on everybody. It's less of the, you know, when you just have low patience and you're like, get in the car, we're late. If I build more time in, plan less as hard as that can be, 
But just for me, that's a lot of the family stress, especially on the weekend. If I plan that we're going to go to, everyone's going to go to Parker's soccer and then we're going to go to a birthday party and then this and this and everyone, you know, it's just too much. So whatever your stress is in the house, just try to reduce it and try to work through conflicts at the right time in the right way, you know? And again, so much easier said than done, but man, I've really learned about having disagreements in marriage that the way you approach it and when you approach it and not approaching it when either of you are hot is just everything. Not approach it in, you know, a blow up or a snide comment, but really try to focus on how you feel, pick the right way to have the discussion so there's not tension in your home. And maybe it's not with the spouse, maybe it's somebody else. But of course, the people you live with, you are with them a lot. There will be tension, there will be stress, there will be conflicts and disagreements. And I think that the best way of you know, the, the, if you have the positive, if the positive energy and vibe and feeling of your home is really important to you, using that as your North star, you will say, okay, I am so mad about this, but I do not want to disrupt the entire home, the entire family dynamic, or maybe you have roommates, the entire group of us. I'm just going to like take a deep breath, take a minute, wait till tomorrow when I'm a little bit more calm. And I've really felt like sometimes I've, you know, earlier on in my marriage, I was just, I would be so hot. If you would have told me that, I would have been like, that is impossible. There is no way. I am so mad that this or this, and again, nothing life altering, but just, you know, I would just get hot about things different than I would now and realize it completely disrupted our whole home environment because I came in too aggressive. He was like, what? Are you kidding me? I don't even want to talk to you. Then we would do the like barely talking thing for two or three days for, for for that, forget it. Your energy is so off in the house. Everybody's tense. Even if they don't know what's going on, the tension is like you can feel the tension instantly. So I try to approach conflicts in a way that is very conscious of our home dynamics. I really want to protect that because like I said, it's the way you wake up. It's the lens in which you see things. If you wake up in a really stressing environment and everyone's talking kind of rude to each other and, you know, it's just it's just passive aggressive and not complimentary, you go out in the world pissed off. You go out in the world and, you know, someone cuts you off, you lose it. Whereas no, normally you would just be like, that was close. Okay, carry on. Or, you know, someone maybe makes a comment at Starbucks and you in your mind, it's it's so much bigger than it actually was because you're looking for it. This is the lens you have on. It's like if you walk out of the house with rose-colored lenses, you're going to see things more rosy. If you walk out thinking, you know, everybody sucks and doom and gloom, that's how you're gonna that's how you're gonna interpret things. It's so fascinating that so much, so much of our day and our feeling isn't about what happens to us. It's how we interpret and translate what happens to us. And I think a big part of that is how you feel when you're in your home. It's just that energy. It's that energy that you live with and you, you know, on your, in your downtime and on your weekends, that energy that you have and you go out into the world with that same energy. So I just think it's so important. Another tip, um, emotional tip for having a positive, happy house is use positive words. Uh, I mean, this is probably my biggest lesson I've learned in the last year is the words you say create 
an environment in your head in which you live. And like, oh, I can't say that enough times to like really, I just love it. And it's exactly, it's so important. The you, the words you use and the thoughts you have are just so important. So using positive words as much as possible and on the flip side, avoiding negative negativity, negative stories and gossip. Even though it may be very tempting, I'm telling you, gossip, you know how sometimes you, you'll come home and it's just something juicy to talk about after a day, but I'm telling you, it just puts negative vibes out into the, it's, it's, sometimes it's like, you know, almost makes you feel a little better because you have this juicy story about something crappy that happened to somebody else. Like, come on, I mean, let's really think about that. That's not what we want to be doing or having our kids hear us talking about. And a lot of times this, you know, kind of judgment can be laced with jealousy or envy, even if we don't realize it or don't want to realize it. And I just think in some way it all ends up being negative energy. And if I have something that's, I'm kind of like, Ooh, I heard this. I really, I really try to think before I tell Craig, well, first of all, if I'm going to tell Craig, even sometimes you have stories that, you know, the stories that happen to you or you, you want advice or whatever, of course, but I always make sure the kids are not around because I just don't want, I don't want them to hear stories that feel that, you know, that feel negative or feel like I'm talking negatively about somebody. Um, but if it's a straight gossip story that has no value and there's no need to talk about it, I'm telling you, I don't because, you know, you only have so much bandwidth and you only have so many minutes to chat. And I just want to chat about things that are more exciting than some gossipy something that happened to somebody else that affects nothing to do with our home. I just would rather skip it and talk about adventures or some, some you know, something cool, some cool new movie that you want to go see, just something. It doesn't have to be earth shattering. It's not like you have to have deep talks all the time, but I just think keeping the positive energy going and treating others well, you know, just feels good. Laugh and smile more. Again, sometimes we get caught up so much in the routine of things that we forget to just like, listen, even if you're in a transitional moment or you were hoping to be a little bit further along with this, that, or the other, like this is where you're at. And I guarantee you years ago, you would have, this is what you dreamt for in some way. So I try to remember like laugh and smile more. And I'm telling you not in a cheesy way, but just like in a realistic way. Like someone will be telling me a story at the house and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Like I have a thousand things to do. And then I'm like, wait a minute, like take it all in. You're not even smiling back as she's telling you this. Like I guarantee that will make her feel so much better about her story if you're listening and giving full attention and smiling and laughing at the things and laughing at yourself and don't take things too seriously. One thing I think I forgot about the physical is the clutter and the purging. Oh my gosh, that's like top of the list. So one of the physical things is I'm telling you, if you have clutter and if you if you open every drawer and it's stuffed to the brim, or you open every closet and towels fall down at you, I'm telling you, I think for me at least, and I think for most people, it is impossible to live in that kind of like feel like it's your happy place if you have just way too much stuff or it's not not organized or at least organized-ish. I just think it makes all the difference. And that's one big mistake I've made in my life 
is I just, you know, I've worked a lot and I've, I'm creative. I like to paint. I have lots of stuff and I just didn't realize how important it is. Also for my husband's, like for him to feel like the house has a really good vibe. My, but the problem is he is a super minimalist. Like he would not have one picture frame on any counter anywhere. He likes it like, like you're about ready to do surgery in the space would be his ideal. So we meet somewhere in the middle there and I still definitely have work to do because I just think if things are nice and organized and you just are able to like have like allow yourself the freedom to get rid of stuff that you don't need, like, yes, even it sucks. It's like, oh, I paid money for that. Whatever. You, the freedom and the like how much lighter you feel with all, without all that extra stuff is just like it's there's nothing better. So. That's one of the things, one of the biggest things that I, 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 that I didn't mention as far as like the physical stuff goes, because I've, I've learned the hard way. I would just, if I didn't know if we had, you know, say I didn't know if we had Valentine plates because I wasn't organized rather than going to look for Valentine plates, I would just buy more Valentine plates. And then I, you know, I wouldn't use half. So I'd store those. And then the next year I bought more Valentine plates. And before you know it, I have like all these Valentine plates in six different places. I don't know where they are. And I just have more and more stuff. So finally, I've taken the painful steps and the time to just go through each space, eliminate things I don't need, organize the things I will use, and then it just feels like the biggest breath of fresh air. Okay, back to the emotional. Invite positive people over. If you want to have a happy, positive vibe in your home, bring happy, positive people in with their happy, positive vibes. Like this is one of the best and most basic, but I think something that we often might not realize, like think of your most positive friends or family members and have them more often more. I guarantee it will rub off on the overall vibe and dynamics of your home. Next up, think outside the box of ways to make your family vibe cool. So maybe like on the weekend coming up, some things are just going to happen naturally, right? Maybe after dinner, you're all laughing or telling jokes or something that just happens. But I've realized that sometimes it, it's better if you plan for those, quote, spontaneous moments. Have some creative ideas of ways to change the energy in the home. Or maybe you're, you wake up on Saturday morning, you don't have plans, which could have sounded like a perfect plan, but then the energy is just off because, you know, like you, you might need an idea or two. I always try to have some ideas of different things to get everyone together and do something cool. I love different families hearing about different traditions. I love some people will do like a dance party after dinner or a board game or I know different people do all different things. I think traditions like that are fun. And again, I think that sometimes spontaneous moments don't happen with like you might want them to happen, but it's like, oh, this for some reason, this night is so painful or this Saturday just feels so off. It's nice to have something in your back pocket that's like, okay, this will be like cool energy in the house or, you know, in your in your apartment, in your sorority house, in your dorm, um, in your guest house, whatever it is. Think of what would make this really feel like your happy place and anyone else that lives with you, their happy place too. Like a huge breath of fresh air after a long day. This is the question. What does that feel like? What does that feel like to you? Like, oh, this is my happy place. Like, just like, it's just the best. I, it is a breath of fresh air. It's relaxing. It's, you know, it's just joyful. What does that feel like? 
And when the energy is off, change up the routine, hack it, like take a moment, brain dump. What is off? Is it more of the physical or is it more of the emotional that's off in the home? And change it, hack it, Google it, listen to stuff, figure it out. I really try to pick podcast topics that I think are worth hitting pause on life to focus on. And I think sometimes we get so busy in our plans and this birthday party or, you know, this obligation, this trip out of town, whatever it is that we sometimes can forget to kind of like look at our family vibe and our energy. And if there's a part of it that's off, let's work to get it on. And I know sometimes it can't, it's not that easy, but I think the whole key is making it a priority. And I think it should be a really high priority because it's just Like I said, it's the energy that you take out with you in the world. Couple last tips for you. You know I feel like good food, good mood. When you you eat good, you feel good. So I really believe in having healthy foods in the fridge and filtered water if you can, like just those things that make you feel good. I know for me, sometimes when I feel like I want something like crappy, kind of greasy, but delicious food, sometimes... I love it and that's exactly what I needed. And other times I'm like, oh, I just, I don't feel great. So I think I've learned that those things are best every now and then, not on the regular. So if you spend the time to have healthy foods and even go to the steps of chopping and cutting and prepping, I think that, I I mean, for sure in our house, if everyone is eating better, not perfect, like still splurging and having ice cream and going to yogurt land or whatever it is, but On the regular, we have good, healthy, whole foods that are easy to grab and go. I find that everyone is a lot more balanced and has more patience when we're eating mostly kind of healthy, whole foods. If you are the leader or one of the leaders in your house, make sure you make time for yourself so you can show up happy for everybody else. I just did a podcast on this exact topic, but I wanted to mention it in the whole family dynamic, because if you're one of the leaders of your home and you feel like you're constantly giving and you're not getting what you need, your vibe is going to be off. Hence, the vibe of the entire house is going to be off. In my life, if I can wake up before everybody else wakes up and get a full workout in, I it just sets the tone for my day. I am more patient. I am, I'm just more joyful. Like I checked the box. I had an hour alone. I got it in. I don't have to try to squeeze it in in a hurry or in between calls later in the day. For me, uh, and I think for everybody, it's just a matter of being self-aware. Like what is that answer for you? What is it that that alone time or that one thing you need or that time at any time in the day that you feel like, okay, I filled up my own cup again. I'm not just pouring for an empty cup. I'm not just giving, giving, giving. And then I have the energy for everybody else. And I have the patience for everybody else, whether that's your family or whether that's your work or your colleagues, whatever it is. I just think the environment in which we live is so important. And I really spent a lot of time going through all these different things in my mind, the physical and the emotional ways we can create this happy space. And I know I'm very realistic. I know life can be stressing and sad things happen and, you know, life happens. But I really think that if if on the regular, we can focus on creating the most positive energy in our house, it will help us get through those things. And it will help us have more happy days and raise happier kids. And again, 
in a very realistic way. Not every day is going to be perfect. Not every one of these things is going to work for your crew. But I just wanted to put out ideas that might make you, even if one just makes you be like, huh, yes, that would be a game changer for us. Or yeah, if I stopped doing this or if I got rid of that, the whole place would feel happier. Or, you know, maybe one person in particular is the trickiest or the hardest to please, but maybe you could hack that. Maybe you could do a couple different things differently or create the space physically differently to where that person who might be putting off not the most positive vibes into your happy energy home, then they're happier. I think that's also why I have become a lot more lenient in my my many years of being married. Being married. Um, I'm so much more lenient, even if my husband kind of pushes it like, hey, I'd like to you know, go do a guy's trip to Vegas. Okay, sure, go. Oh, and then this, and then this, and then this. And it's actually four days, and then we're going to stop here, and then we'll be home. It's like, oh, geez, well, you just took, you just went from one to a hundred there, buddy. But obviously within reason, I want him to be independently happy on his own. Like we are both the leaders of the house, and I want him to be happy, not just with me, but, you know, in life in general. And I've just found that if I get in the things that I need personally, if I make sure he's getting in the things that he needs personally, we both come to our environment a lot happier and with a lot more joy and patience for any life stresses that come up. So I just wanted to mention that whole part about make sure you get in what you need so that you're bringing your positive, happy energy because you know, that's, that's, what's going to set the tone, the, the, you know, the leaders of the house, you know, for lack of a better term, their energy, just, you know, your disposition really sets the tone for the house. In addition to all the other things we talked about, I hope you got some really good tips and hacks out of this. And over the next couple of days, you're going to think about different ways that you can really put your, put your best energy into creating the most positive, happy environment in your home because there's no chance you're going to regret it. And um, the outcome is happier overall days and, you know, more quality time with the people you love, less stress, less clutter, less negativity, and more of the good stuff. You know, those positive, enlightening and invigorating conversations, talking about future plans or future trips or travel. It just brings all good things. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. I love this community and I'm so grateful for this platform and this opportunity to chat. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.